0: mm <music> Okay, welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show where a couple average dudes just gather and talk about biblical topics and uh, how they apply to the Christian life. So, um, welcome back to another episode. We're in the process of going through a um, series on the five solas. Yep, Hunter's wearing the shirt. (laughs) Or the five distinguishing doctrines that separate um, Protestantism Mm -hmm. and Catholicism. So, so far we've talked about Sola Scriptura, in Sola Fide, mm-hmm. today we're talking mm-hmm. about Sola gratia. gratia. But first, what's up, Hunter?
1: Bro, not much, man. Just same old, same old, just working. Just working all You week. had any
0: more opportunities to uh, talk to the people that we've been talking about? Uh, witnessing and such?
1: Not any like significant time like I had the weeks prior. On occasion, we'll say, like the other day, uh, my buddy asked me about what God says about divorce. Oh, wow and i was talking about honestly i wasn't super equipped to to talk about that one i knew that i know that there are biblical grounds for divorce but it's yeah. ultimately like divorce should be the absolute last option i was basically like even
0: in those scenarios right
1: but out, but outside of those scenarios it should not be an option exactly yeah and i was basically like i mean it, it pretty much you don't get divorced once yeah. you're once you're married that's 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 it, that's it and you yeah. you've got to work You've got to work on your problems. So if there's, you know, something, some issue that arises, you've you've got to man up and do this, do whatever it takes to fix that relationship and not just, just throw your yeah. hands up and be like, well, oh, well, try again next time.
0: I, I actually had a conversation about that today as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, about divorce. So that's kind of crazy. But the one that I had was kind of strange. It was mm-hmm. like a, talking about, because, you know, the whole point of marriage is to Mm -hmm. exemplify the relationship that God has with his people or that Christ has with Mm -hmm. the church. Right. Um, And and this person, he was not making this claim. He was more talking about somebody else who did make this claim. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about how someone had said that God justified divorce when he divorced Israel and left them. I was like, I <laughs> don't think that's how it happened. Oh, uh, that's
1: definitely not how it happened. No, in fact, the promises N- that God made with Israel. I've never heard that argument made ever. Yeah, I know. He's like, <laughs> I, I
0: said, actually, the promises God made with Israel um, were fulfilled. So, yikes! <laughs> he didn't just leave them high and
1: dry. But yeah, I was like, that's pretty funny. That's kind of insane. That's pretty wild. Um, do you guys have to wear masks at work now? We Okay, so now you know I'm working at the airbase. So, oh, it's okay, kind of
0: kind of different. But like, yeah, the air. Apparently, the Air Force said you have to wear a mask if you only if you're within six feet of somebody. Mm. So I just have to have one on me, and like if I hop up in the truck to ride sure. it on the flat, you line, gotta put, put one on, put one on. That's crazy, man. And then take it back off when I get back. On. what about you? Do you have to wear one the whole time?
1: Uh, oh yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, like the only time that we're technically allowed to not have it on is if we're sitting in the break room and we're eating. We have to like actively be eating or drinking. And then obviously you take your mask off because you can't eat through a mask. But yeah. other than that, they we've got to wear them. Did then, you
0: have to before Severe County
1: mandated? Yes. So I've had to wear one since I went back to work, which is like the middle of May. So I've been wearing one for like a month and a half now. Oh, wow. And then with Severe County mandating it, at least, at least today in the store, because Knox County mandated it like a week before, and we went to uh, like Westtown Mall, a couple other places, and it was like fifty-fifty. Yeah. Some people weren't, it wasn't very. Some people I went weren't. to Lowe's like the day and after then, it was
0: instituted, and absolutely nobody. Had yeah, restaurant. no, maybe and like then,
1: three people. And then in today, as I was leaving work, and granted we we have somebody standing at the door because we only let so many people in at a time, right? And if they don't have a mask, we we give them one. And then they were basically saying like, we can give them one. They put it on, they walk in the door, and then they take it off. Like, that's on them. And we're not we're not going up to people and being like, you have to get out unless you put your mask on. Yeah. Like, we don't we don't police it like that. See, um, I, I but every I'm, as I was leaving, like I did not see a single person not wearing one. Oh wow, I was kind of shocked. To be honest, now, with are you, you still working in the back? Yes. Okay. So I don't, I'm not like necessarily out there looking around, but That's as I was important. leaving work, I was like looking around just to see him. Yeah. There was one guy, he had, he had one, he had pulled it down maybe just to breathe for a sec, but he, he had one on, but he wasn't wearing it properly. But everybody had, they had one on. And I was like, I can't believe that. Yeah. Especially in, I don't know, I just felt like in Sevier County, there'd be a lot of people be like, I ain't wearing no mask. I ain't doing that. Yeah. And my government can't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> felt like that was going to be the the case basically yeah um but and again like i don't necessarily agree with it i don't think it's the it's definitely not the cure for this thing honestly yeah it gives everyone
0: comfort and if that comforts you that's sure. perfectly fine. Do and whatever comfort you. But I really don't know that it does that much. I don't no. know. I haven't looked at all the studies, but Mm-mm. I kind of find it hard to believe. Especially like those people that wear those ones that are, go around your neck, and they put like they're they're, mm-hmm. they're made for How? like the sun. Yeah, or like
1: exactly. Yeah, fishing. Because like a cloth not made a for cloth a virus. mask does not filter things that well. Like the moment that you touch the mask. Whatever yeah. was on your hand yeah, is on that mask. Is on that mask, and then you're just breathing that in. That's because like it's not like a a barrier that prevents you from from breathing certain things in. Because whatever's on it, it com- it comes through. Yeah, it's a you know, it's not a impenetrable like, barrier. When this first
0: started, I found it funny like the people that would put on latex gloves. Mm-hmm. But then they would just wear the same right. pair of latex gloves all day. Or they start touching day. their, the they start touching as as if their if phone put gloves on. or
1: whatever. And then when they take their glove off and they go to touch their phone again, whatever <laughs> was on that glove, was on your phone, is now on your hand. Yeah, so exactly. I don't know why you put them on in the first place. Like, what? Okay, but. well,
0: sola gratia. <laughs> what do you think this about is, it, honey? This is a better so conversation. Let's, so let's start. Sola gratia, okay? Grace alone. Right. Once again, sola just means alone. Right. Gratia is grace. grace. Okay, so grace alone, what is grace? We'll start there. What is grace? If we're going to say that our salvation, right, so we've talked already that mm-hmm. our salvation is, um, or that our authority in in life, mm-hmm. the authority for the church and for the Christian life is scripture alone, the sole inerrant authority. Yes. Okay, then we talked about how our salvation comes through faith alone. Mm-hmm. That is only through faith in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross that we are justified, we are brought back into right standing with God Mm -hmm. through Christ's sacrifice. So what is grace? If we're going to say that our salvation comes by grace alone, what is it?
1: So if I'm ever asked that question, my go-to answer is, I usually say, like an undeserved gift. Yeah, that's the typical standard answer. There's nothing that you did, it's just the love that that, that God or that person, or however whatever the context is for grace, yeah, um however that is, it's essentially something that you did not you did not do anything to earn that they yeah. were just they love you, and they they gave you whatever it was, yeah, and I and, think that
0: works in relationship with people too, right like right, if you're gracious mm-hmm. to somebody, you're going to probably give them something or right. forgive them mm-hmm. of something, do something to them that they didn't, and it's earn, not they even didn't deserve.
1: exactly, like if someone says something nasty to you. And then they do not they don't apologize, they don't do anything about it, but you just go up to them and be like, "Hey, no big deal, I forgive you yeah, that's instead of you returning the favor and being yeah. like, "Well, guess what?" and then attacking them because obviously they didn't do anything to deserve that because they didn't come to you and say, "I'm so sorry, I said that to you." yeah, I shouldn't exactly. have done that, but on your part, that would be you yeah. being gracious to that that individual so so how does that apply to salvation? We're rebellious. We're rebellious. We have spit in the face of God since mm. Adam and Eve. Yep. And God, through his infinite grace and mercy, has said, here's 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 my grace poured out on your life. Yeah. Here, you you rebellious sinner, I love you anyways. Here's a way to be righteous that you didn't understand.
0: Right. Or you didn't earn... Absolutely, and you don't um, deserve deserve. Right? Yeah, that's a fair. Which is I know uh, this is kind of off topic, but I thought about this today, and I read it somewhere. I can't remember that sin isn't just an action. Okay. We always think today about sins. Sin is all of the bad things that we do, mm-hmm. but sure. sin is is our state. Right. That's just that we're naturally what sin we is are our nature.
1: Right, and that's the that's the biggest thing for people. I mean, that's a huge obstacle because they yeah. don't they can't do no wrong. Like I oh, will.
0: Well, they don't understand that. Well, right. they yeah. Do this thing.
1: They don't see that. They don't see it through those lenses. But where you are born into yeah, the nature point. of sin. Not. It's not necessarily.
0: I mean, obviously, we all commit sins as well. Mm-hmm. Oh as yeah. Far as
1: no yeah. Actions that deny sin, God. Yeah, sin is still defined as an action. Yeah,
0: but but still, yet yeah, we're born into a nature of sin or a. Um, State of sin mm-hmm. before that even. Right. I know that's kind of off topic, but I thought that was interesting. I that th- that is a good about. point,
1: and that's probably why we. I feel like you hear or you people. I feel like don't understand the gravity of sin and yes. how destructive that it is. And uh, one of the times I was witnessing, I was. I feel like I I realized that firsthand because the things that she was talking about and all these things that that she was saying was wrong in the world. I'm like, that's how, that's how encompassing sin is. Like everything she was naming from, you know, things that are going on in the world to things that were happening in her own life. I'm like, that is the, the widespread problem of sin. It affects all things in a negative, in a negative way, not in a positive way. And I was like, man, people don't, they don't understand the gravity of it because it's like, well, I just did this bad thing and. That's it's a fleeting thing. Yeah, I did that tomorrow. It's, it's over, like, yeah, it's a new day, so it's like no big deal. But, but no, it is pervasive, right? And it's persistent, and but, it's just who we are. But if you naturally. understand the gravity of sin, you mm-hmm.
0: can then understand the gravity of grace, right? Because it it's is like, much more valuable when you mm-hmm. realize the point that we're absolutely we so. Do you got some scripture you want to dive into first to talk about how our salvation comes from? through grace alone or it comes through faith alone by grace alone so, so
1: yeah, how I've got I I have a few verses and a lot of times when I when I try to especially for what we're doing now with the sola's is I try to find verses that just speak about that sola cuz yeah. I've seen I've seen some arguments made well like you know well the bible doesn't teach sola fide doesn't yeah. teach faith alone or whatever like yeah it does it may yeah, not say sure. explicitly faith alone necessarily but some, or, places or it in does. some places it does but it's it's very clearly throughout the the whole book and it's um, kind of hard too to not repeat
0: passages yeah. because as we've talked about before <laughs> like, all of the soul is tied together right so like you could go to ephesians 2 and talk about all of
1: them right ephesians 2 8 was Romans, the one that i have that says by grace by grace through faith we mentioned that you could go in the to, last one and we mentioned that we probably mentioned that in sola scripture. Yeah. honestly you can go to 1 Corinthians and talk about all of
0: them. Yep. So all, all the way through Scripture, right. all of them are kind of we intermingled. Just,
1: we just try to pick a few <laughs> instead yeah. of go through the whole exhaustive list. So what you got? I see you're the, in Romans. The first one I have, I've got two in Romans, so I'll just I'll do both of those. The, I've also got one in Romans. Romans is pretty good. Do, do we have a repeat? Uh, I've got Romans 3 and then some verses in Romans 11. Okay, we don't have a repeat. Okay, cool. Uh, Romans three twenty three and 24 says, uh, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And then Romans 11, uh, 5, and 6 says, <laughs> uh, So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works, Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace, because grace—the definition of grace that we've we've agreed upon—is yeah. an undeserved gift. Right. And if you're working for something like my paycheck at work, is not a gift. It's a I wage. worked for that. Yeah. Like I I did something. I earned it. They gave it to me. Yep. Now if I just if I'm just sitting at home. And I don't have a job, but Nike gives me a check every two weeks. That would be a gift. Yeah, because I've done nothing. I've done absolutely nothing to earn yes. that. But Nike's um, not going
0: to do that because
1: capitalism. Right. <laughs> exactly. However, they did do that over Ooh, over corona. the over the quarantine. So praise God for that. And I I was telling Monica, I was like, I will never, I will never speak ill of Nike ever again. And that is pretty because good. that's pretty. They that's took pretty cool. they took really really good care of us um so that was cool but but again the the scripture says uh then otherwise grace would no longer be grace because if you have yeah. if you are doing anything for it it's you would diminish grace exactly if, right if you had anything to do with it right and there's this view in the world today that we are the ones who are choosing to follow god yes. that we have a hand in our salvation and that just cheapens the work that god has done on our behalf Yeah, for sure. Because we're naturally sinners, we're naturally rebellious. We naturally hate God. We're against everything that He is, and to to say that, well, I just I chose the holy, omniscient, omnipotent, eternal God. You
0: have something to do in it, right? You have a role to play, right? I we were chatting before we turned the camera on and started, but. I do genuinely think that that idea spawned out of human pride. To Absolutely. Say that, to say that we... 100%, we, yeah. And it's particularly pride in America to mm-hmm. say... Because, you know, we've talked about before, like, the American... I think it was in the gospel episode. We talked about, like, the yeah. American dream and mm-hmm. how that ties into Christendom and how mm-hmm. people like to say, you know, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps right. and do it.
1: And it's all, it's all focused work on us. that doesn't work
0: in the gospel. It's that does not very work. very selfish, right. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. No. Or else you diminish grace, right? Why why does salvation and redemption have to be by grace mm-hmm. if you can possibly do it?
1: I I would be curious to see if, like in other countries, it's in the same. circles of Christianity, if it's if there's that similar idea mm-hmm. of like, well, you know, I can choose God, or well, if there there was
0: because you look in even before America and the colonies were founded, mm-hmm. or shortly thereafter, you look to, um, no, it was before. Oh, well, either way. You look to, like, the the teachings of Arminianism. Mm-hmm. Sure. That would say that everything is not predetermined. And elect- mm, that we are. Yeah, that we do have a role to play. We have, our, yeah. And Catholicism—that's true. Teaches yeah. that you have a role to play. Right, works a big based role, faith, as we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Any works-based faith—that's I, 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 I would say, although it may not be the same to say you can choose God. Mm-hmm. It's you know you may work your way partially there, and then God's going to take you the
1: rest. Sure. Then maybe it would be possibly statistically lower that you would see that. Not that you wouldn't see that, but yeah. it's not the American dream version. Thing. Yeah. It's and that's, you're what's doing gave, this.
0: that's what's gave spawn to um, the n- not the charismatic movement, but the um, prosperity movement that we talked about yeah. before. What mm-hmm. was um, American yeah. ideals? You, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. you, you. Yeah, it's not like a world I think I know that we
1: just went way off topic. Speaking there, but of either that, way,
0: it's it's by grace. Did you right? see that? It's a
1: gift. Did you see that tweet by Stephen Furtick? The I don't know which one. The one that you says "You are already enough."
0: Oh yes. Do you see the one today? There's another one today. Oh, he's, I didn't see that. He's going around the, the Twitterverse again. But said the opposite of faith is certainty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's even worse. This wasn't,
0: this wasn't a tweet, though. This was in a uh, this was in a sermon. He actually uh, was oh saying this, but yeah. So. Um, Dang pray for Stephen Friedman. But
1: I say absolutely also stay away from that guy but I say that I say I mentioned his tweet because like that's, that's that's absolutely what scripture does not teach that's the opposite we of what we are, grace are alone. not enough we we should you should look at you know sola scriptura sola fide the things that we've already talked about and then what we're talking about now and we'll continue to talk about with sola gratia grace alone that we are not enough well is that what the tweet said you are enough it said you are already enough, period. Uh, yeah. That was it. No context, no it wasn't like Oh yikes. You it wasn't like you are enough because Jesus is enough. Yeah. It wasn't there was no, it's just it's all about you. Has no nothing about God, Jesus, nothing.
0: You are already enough to die and live in
1: eternal <laughs> wrath. Amen, brother. <laughs> Without grace That's what he should have said. Uh but that's that's what oh, we're goodness. that's why we go through this stuff. Yeah, because it's important to have a a biblical truth behind the things that we say. So let's talk about
0: this. So we're talking about how salvation comes by grace through faith. It's mm-hmm. a gift that we do not deserve, and that we can never earn. Right. We did nothing to earn it. Right. And we talked about that already, mm-hmm. kind of through faith. Um. But. A common misunderstanding in modern day Christianity is that they were saved by works in the old testament. Mm, mm. That under the law it was a works based faith. Would you agree with that? Disagree with that? I
1: would agree with that. Because wait,
0: okay, wait, you would agree with what? That it was a misunderstanding or that they were that it was a works based faith?
1: That there's a misunderstanding, okay. Yes, explain that. I don't think I think people see they look in they look at the New Testament and they say Jesus. Yes. It's like this easy way to be able. Well, this is why we're reconciled to God, Jesus. I think a lot of people they didn't have that in the Old Testament. Yeah, so you may have to dig just a little bit well, deeper. Well, they didn't have that air quotes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 It wasn't explicitly. Jesus was not walking around in the time of Isaiah. Okay? Correct, and you could so, say um, it's fair to say
0: he was not yet crucified because he he wasn't.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But I think there's a I think that misunderstanding that people were saved differently in the Old Testament. I think that is derivative of another misunderstanding that
1: mm. Christ just didn't exist until he was birthed. Oh right, right. Yeah that. Uh, yeah, I think some people would probably say that that would be their belief. Well, I
0: think even a lot of people, if they really think about it, they're like, no, Jesus is God, so he's mm-hmm. always existent. But right. Well, if you believe but, in the Trinity, it's yeah, impossible exactly. for Jesus right. to... Right, but I think we, for some reason, our minds get held up on the fact that like Jesus was born in like mm-hmm. after the Old Testament. Yeah. So how could I mean, they be saved I mean, you by go grace through, you through read faith the Old Testament. in Christ?
1: you don't you don't really hear about you don't hear about Jesus explicitly he's throughout he's throughout the whole old testament so he's in there but it's not in the sense of you don't you can turn to Matthew and read about something that what Jesus did, literally did or said yeah right so there's, there's, no there's red there might be in that old like mental disconnect where it's well there's there's no hope in the old testament or yes. or whatever it's just doom and gloom and all the you know the israelites Rebelling against God again, yeah. over and over and over again. But we again. talked last week in faith <clears throat>
0: alone that um, I think we used the example of Abraham, that mm-hmm. Abraham was saved by through faith, through his right. faith in God's works, yes, in God's promises, mm-hmm. he was saved. Yes. It was by grace through faith, and it was on that and it was in Christ on that faith alone. Although Christ had still not come, right? It was on Christ. I was I, I heard this this week. I think it was from a shylin song but talking about how god can you can you fathom the fact that god or jesus was god Mm -hmm. everything was created through him right everything right Mm -hmm. in in john it tells us that you know the word um was with god the word was god Mm -hmm. that everything was created through him right Says he was in the beginning with God. All mm-hmm. things were made through him, and without him, not anything was made that was made.
1: Genesis one. Let us make man an hour. Yeah, exactly. Let us an hour.
0: G- so through Jesus, everything was made. Yep. And then, can you under can you fathom that he stepped down from heaven and entered into a fetus? It's Became wild. a fetus from the from from. Heaven, this is insane. That is was pretty crazy. It's pretty insane
1: <laughs> to come to earth to although he was still 100% God, right? Yes, you got the hypostatic, the 100% hypostatic union. union 100% God, 100% man, exactly. Um, but that's just crazy to fathom, but that is crazy, but yeah,
0: so they were saved the same in the Old Testament. So, what was the purpose of the law? People, I think, people think that the purpose of the law was so that you could obey the law and win your salvation or become righteous. Mm-hmm. But that was never the purpose or the intention of the law. So what was the purpose of the law? Um, what would you say the, the main purpose of the law? I would say
1: you're putting, because God is giving you the law. Correct. So I would my argument, I would say that, you know, God is is giving you the way that he wants you to live, the creator of the universe. He's He's trying to give you the best thing for your life and you're putting faith that okay god i'm i'm gonna do i'm gonna do as you've told me because you you've set this before us this is the best that we can do so i'm putting faith that that but this is this is what you want no no never (laughs) so the 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 sole
0: purpose of the law was to reveal to you the righteousness of god and Mm -hmm. reveal to you that you could never do right You could never achieve it. You could never follow it. You would always break it. The point of the law was to reveal our sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Right? So and how we're it was never to earn salvation. From God. It was never to earn righteousness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you couldn't. It right. was impossible. It was to reveal to us that we are too sinful to ever earn righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to compare ourselves to the righteousness of God. And right. then look forward to Christ, the one who could fulfill God's righteousness mm-hmm. and then give us that righteousness through faith. But so the so the law was never for salvation. People were saved by grace through faith in Christ and his sacrifice in the Old Testament same as they are today. But the law was there just to give us
1: a view and it and, functions uh, the same way. It functions the same way it does. Today as it did then. Exactly. Cuz that's that's our standard. We see that and say like we're not living the way God has called us to live the yes. way that he and we can't. has commanded us to live and that and that g- frees us to rely
0: on grace mm-hmm. because we realize we're broken sinners and we can't do it no matter how hard you try you cannot do it i know particularly in my life when i find a sin that i that is ex- revealed to me mm-hmm. through the holy spirit yeah. and conviction and and i realize you know i struggle with this sin mm-hmm. i gotta knock it out yeah, in my American Southern masculine <laughs> mind, goes straight to, I'm gonna fight this thing to death, right? Yeah. I'm gonna just knock it out. I'm not gonna right. do it anymore. I hate this. God mm-hmm. hates it, so I hate it. I'm done with it. Right. Two days later, fall into the do same it again. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't I beat it? Right. You know, mm. it's because I can't. Right. I have to rely on grace. Right. The gift of God that I don't deserve and I can
1: never earn. Absolutely. The righteousness of Christ—that's what it is.
0: So, yeah, you got another scripture.
1: Um, Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll read some more scripture, and then you said something about being free. Yes, we want to—we want to kind of dive into that a little bit, for sure. So we will be back in like no time at all. (laughs) Be right back.
0: Okay, we're back. So uh, we restarted the camera. <laughs> so, uh, Took a breather just for so a second. So, we just talked about, um, what is grace, and then we talked about the law, mm-hmm. the purpose of the law, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. it was still by grace, right? That all the way through this book, through scripture, mm-hmm. you're saved by grace mm-hmm. through faith. Mm-hmm. It's something mm-hmm. you could not earn, we could not earn, we do not deserve, right. but somehow, for some reason. God has decided to be gracious to us and offer a mm-hmm. way to come back in right standing with him through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Right. We don't know why. It makes no sense. It would make a whole lot more sense if he just sent us all to hell. Yep, But he doesn't do that. It would make a lot more sense. Because as you were talking about earlier, if Nike pays you for something that you did, that makes sense. That's your wage, right? Right. Romans 1, the wages of sin is, is death. death. <laughs> Oh man!
1: <laughs> but the free gift of God, <laughs> right, is salvation. So Ephesians, you, you got
0: another, you got Ephesians another
1: passage. Two, eight, and nine says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing; it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast." We can't boast. So either. boom, right there, it's literally telling you that this is all gift, we, and that we have done nothing, plain yeah, and simple. For sure. It's there's no, I'm not, sh- I mean, I, I guess. It's just the human, human sinful nature when we start saying, well, we're, we're in control. We, we choose God. But yeah. it's very evident in in what God has said that's not the case. That well,
0: I wanted to talk about, you talked about a minute ago, you, you said something about how to say we have any part in our salvation mm-hmm. or our right standing with God is to diminish grace. Mm-hmm. And we would also say to diminish the glory that God would receive from salvation. Mm-hmm. That if we had anything to do with it, we should get some glory too, right?
1: Right. Because we God, we did we some work.
0: Glory. That's the one. That's one of the souls we haven't talked about yet. Right. Sole De, deo gloria. Right. Right. To God alone be the glory. So, a lot of people like obviously uh-uh. these five solos came out of the Reformation, and there's now Protestants, which I don't really. This doesn't really make sense, but there's. There's Protestants now mm-hmm. who don't align with what would what we would call Reformed theology. Mm-hmm. They sure. have kind of left, although they may still hold to the five solas. They've left much of Reformed doctrine,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? But um, a lot Excuse a lot of me. people nowadays refer to Reformed theology as big God theology. Mm. I've never heard that. It's big God theology because God is big. God gets all the glory. Right. God is gracious. Mm. It's all God. We did nothing. Yeah. So I just thought Interesting. That, that's what a lot I'd, of people refer to it as. I've and never heard and that. as we've talked about, that's, I like that. it makes sense. It's big God theology. We mm. did nothing. Right. It's not, you know, somewhat big God and kind of big man. No, it, right. it's big God <laughs> it's and big God little bitty man that didn't. Right. <laughs> So, so you read in Ephesians 2, and like we said, yeah. we we've, we've been here, we've been there a few times, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be back because we a, can't seem to get away from that a, passage. It's a good passage, though. But, I mean, we we probably shouldn't want to, right? So we talked about. So we talked <laughs> no about no more of that. We so don't we want talked to. about um, the law, and the purpose of the law was mm-hmm. to reveal to us that we were sinful. We could never earn our salvation. Mm-hmm. We can never earn righteousness right. and right standing with God. Mm-hmm. It was to To draw our attention to Christ who is coming, Mm -hmm. the one who would fulfill God's law, who would obey it all and be righteous and then give us his righteousness Mm -hmm. through faith in his sacrifice. So now we want to talk about freedom. Okay, so once we realize that we are sinners Mm -hmm. by the law, and as you say, it still serves the same purpose today as it did in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, Although some of the law obviously is fulfilled we don't really right. like we don't have to sacrifice a bunch of goats right. and stuff but
1: and that is stuff that christ would have specifically spoken he would he would have said something right could we say that uh, like Yeah, when he like what there christ there's certain right there's certain things that he affirms even strengthens and then there's some things that he's like i think there's some issues where they're talking about things that they can be eating and whatever and yeah. He says that don't cut your hair. Right. He says that it does kind of it's not what you put into your body that defiles you, it's what comes out. Yes. So you And Paul your talks nature. a lot about what mm-hmm. you're eating
0: too. Right. And like Peter when he's talking about unclean and unclean, right, and then he gets mm-hmm. the vision to go to the Gentiles, he says, and God tells him, Hey, don't deem anything as unclean that I have created clean. Right. So there's a there's a bit of freedom that is now mm-hmm. offered through
1: grace. Right. Um, we apart don't have from sacrifice. the law. We don't have sacrificed sheep and goats and all that Yeah, we're free anymore. from that. But right. we're
0: also free from um, really w- through grace we can be free of the guilt that we acquire through the law. Right. So when we realize that we are wretched sinners and we can do nothing mm-hmm. about it no matter how hard we try, mm-hmm. once we recognize that faith comes by grace mm-hmm. through faith um, or that salvation comes by grace right. through faith and we are then considered righteous Mm -hmm. and we're in right standing with god then then we we're free to celebrate we're free to have joy we're free to want to please god because we're already righteous right the i think and i'm going to use this solo book for some quotes here in a minute but he talks about um how let me find the quote really quick he says um where did it go where did it go He's talking about, oh, he says, obedience must come as a result of justification. Mm-hmm. So we can never obey God's law completely. Right. But our desire to be obedient, our desire to please God, should come out of our justification that we receive by grace through faith. Right. It should free us mm-hmm. to live um, in obedience.
1: Which, it's interesting, um, I in one of the conversations that I was having with uh, someone at work, this was this was like kind of a point of contention where I was talking about how you know when we put faith in Christ when we see the when we when we become a new creation, yeah like i I said like I'm the freest I've ever been for sure, and, she and that doesn't like, make sense to she a lot of was right she was like, heck no she's like i don't I don't want to make those sacrifices because yeah. she's still. She enjoys her sin for sure. She's yeah. still. You well, know, it doesn't she hasn't make sense been.
0: because a lot of people understand Christianity to be a book of laws that you got to obey, mm-hmm. or a book of things that you have to do. Right. But no, really, it's it's a book uh, about salvation mm-hmm. given to you by grace through faith, right? In Christ, to the glory of God, and through Scripture, and then that frees you to live obediently. You right. want to do it, it and when it's you, not just a burden, bunch of laws that you right. have to obey. And
1: when you're still in sin, you don't see how destructive sin is in your life for sure so when you're when you've been given that that new lens and you see those things you you are you come out of those things and your yeah. life just starts to grow in so many different ways because you're not you're not restrained by those evil awful sinful things yeah and not necessarily they're all just gone instantly like we just don't sin anymore but it's you have a different way of looking at all of that and you have you have this mentality of like through god i can be free of these things yeah through god's grace i can defeat these things yeah exactly so it's um you you start to see that differently and and things for me at least have you know they they get better because it's yeah. like i'm not i'm i'm free of that evil thing that used to plague me and and i know how to to fight it when it comes in yeah into my life so if it ever the, does again
0: here's the question talking about Christian freedom mm-hmm. and the freedom that comes by grace yeah a lot of people would say that grace frees you to live as you please mm-hmm. how would you respond to that
1: I would respond to that with some scripture let me turn that's to- always the best response <laughs> for us it is but then they're like well I don't care what the book says yeah Who's that book got to do with anything? Uh Romans 6, verse 1 and uh, 2. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Ooh. Boom! Should we keep sinning because we just have all this grace and it doesn't matter anymore? No! Absolutely not. We should not. Grace
0: does not free you to sin. Right? It frees you. <laughs> To obey, <laughs> right, and not be burdened by it. I mean, right. I mean, if if you're trying to gain your salvation, your righteousness through works, mm-hmm. you are going to be burdened by right. that law, by obedience. Because we it's fail going at to it. To be a burden,
1: you can never, you would never be able. The only, the only person who has ever held up and and obeyed God's law to a tee was Jesus Christ, for sure. No one else is capable of that, for sure. So if that's your goal is well i'm just gonna obey everything you are you're gonna go crazy yeah because it's impossible that's
0: the that's the depth of god's grace though is to say you know he has made a loving covenant with his people Mm -hmm. with us with with the church with christians right Mm -hmm. but the crazy thing is that it's not like a like in a marriage right Mm mm-hmm I I'm I should fulfill my biblical role in in that relationship mm-hmm. and my wife should also fulfill her biblical role in that relationship and right. that's what's going to make that relationship um as as close as it can be mm-hmm. as as um binding as it should be right mm-hmm. but in God's grace he did his job and ours mm-hmm. We right. can never do it. So God did his job and did our job. Right. To make the relationship yeah. come together mm-hmm. to give us right standing before him. He did it, right? right? This, this solo book. Once again, guys, this, this book is called Sola, How the Five Solas Are Still Reforming the Church. Um, and it's a book that I, I've used in studying these and I've read before and Hunter's mm-hmm. read it. It's a pretty good book, but yeah. um, dude, oh my gosh. The chapter on grace alone was just so good. And that's why I wanted to come in and quote it. Um, I don't always, but... But this is what he's talking about, and he's talking about how God does his job and -hmm. does our job, Right? that God is is to be glorified because he did it all. It's by grace alone. He says, why is the gospel better than the law, and why is Jesus more glorious than any other intermediary Mm -hmm. in Scripture, whether it be Moses or the high priest or Mm -hmm. anything, right? Why is the gospel better than the law, and why is Jesus more glorious than any other intermediary? It's because, go- because it is God himself doing the job himself for the people himself, all by himself. That's he says, crazy. essentially, the gospel most glorifies God because it announces that God has saved us from himself, to himself, through himself, <laughs> by himself, and for himself. Whoa. God has saved us from himself, for some reason right he has saved us from the wrath that we mm-hmm. so rightly deserve he has saved us to himself that we may now be in right standing in relationship with god mm-hmm. he saved us through himself because he himself descended took on flesh and bore his own wrath on the cross right he he um saves us by himself because once again God himself came God and took, is, down yep. fl- took on flesh mm-hmm. as Jesus Christ and was nailed to the cross right. and as a sacrifice, laid down his life for the people, for himself, that he would receive all the glory. Right. Big God. Big God. Little man. <laughs> little, 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 itty bitty man. man. <laughs> but yeah, so, so we are free to mm-hmm. live in obedience, right? I got a passage that talks about that in Titus. Oh. Paul's letter to Titus, okay? Chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Yeah. And that God has given us salvation Mm -hmm. by grace. We didn't deserve it. But why did He do it? To train us to renounce ungodliness, Mm -hmm. to renounce worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. We're free to do so.
1: Right, and through that, we are glorifying God. For sure. Which is the ultimate goal. For sure. The glory of God alone, soli deo gloria. Um, And that, I mean, that's, again, we talk about it all the time, that that's, that's the biblical picture of grace. Yes. And it's important to have that because that, you you really see who God is. Yeah, for sure. And when you have that view of God, you start to understand more his role, you understand your role and how essentially meaningless you are. Uh, meaningless probably isn't the best word, but there again we we are not playing the role. Yeah. He is playing the role like you just said from himself by himself um and so you and you start to to see like how glorious God is and you have, you have a totally different relationship when, when you have this idea that you're involved in it some way, it's like, well, he's cool and all, but ultimately I don't really
0: need him at the end of the day.
1: Right. If you, if you can save yourself, if you're choosing to follow God, I mean like that's cool and all, but yeah. Why do Do you, you...
0: why do you really need him? Right. Which is, but, and, and I think to, to think that God, his disposition has always been grace. Mm hmm. Always. Right. Right. You look at the garden. He created the garden. The whole. Told Adam and Eve, the day that you eat this apple, right. you're going to die immediately. Right. But what happened when they ate the apple?
1: They, they didn't, didn't die, die immediately. Nope.
0: Great. No. Instead, God immediately comes walking into the garden, mm. covers them up so they're not in shame. Right. Already knowing that He was going to save us. Right. From himself the whole to himself, through himself, mm-hmm. by himself, and for himself.
1: The whole picture of the old testament is literally Grace. Grace. We mess up, God God pours grace. We mess up again, more grace. We mess up again, grace. We grace. mess up again, grace. And w- there's few times in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, our lives where we're doing okay. Yeah. We're not perfectly obedient because the only perfect obedience was Jesus Christ. Correct. But there are some days where I would say that I tend to do better, and there are some days where I tend to do a little Through worse. Through the power of grace. grace. Right. And that's, that's what That's holds what holds you see. up to do so. Right. That's what we see in the Old Testament. It's, you know, we're doing okay, we're doing okay, oh, we're not doing so good. We do we so, mess up. We, we kind of mentioned God, this. God gives us grace.
0: We kind of mentioned this before the show started, and, and we'll be wrapping up here shortly. Yeah. Um, that people often say, If all good things come from God, Mm -hmm. if all good things come from grace, Mm -hmm. if our power to live right godly lives Mm -hmm. is a result of grace, as we just read in in Titus, how is there a good atheist?
1: Mm. An atheist that is,
0: quote unquote, a good person. Right. As we know, there's nobody good. Except Scripture
1: says, and I hate that I can't think of where it is, but it says that all good things come from above. For sure. All all good comes from the only source of good, being God. That's our That's where morality comes from, because yes. he's the ultimate standard of what it is to be good. Yes. And if you don't have an ultimate standard of good, then there's no bad. So ultimately... Nothing matters. You can just exactly. do. It. The the mantra should be that no life matters because it does. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, nothing on this earth is meaningful. Um, but except that, that God gives it meaning. Right. Right. And so that's so,
0: all lives matter because all lives are made in the image of God.
1: Boom. All imago Day. And I know that's not in. I know the image a lot of people God. are hating on the all lives matter right, right now, but. That's we're not making that's political trying, statements. Yeah, we're, we're making not, we're not. biblical statements
0: because I understand people are trying to draw attention to a particular kind of people mm-hmm. because right. of how they feel that they are treated. But right. that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking mm-hmm. about per God's standards, all lives right. are equally valuable. Yes. because we're all, all and, lives are made in the image of God, and
1: it's on right, and it's on no no basis other than that you God. are life. God created you. Yes. Period. There's no. Thing that well, that well, because you're this, you don't matter as much, For it's sure. life. Period. Um, and so when we say that, you know, well, this, this guy doesn't believe in God, so how is he good? Well, that's that sh- shows you God's com- that's co- what we call common grace, where yeah, you know, we don't, he does that person doesn't necessarily have what we have through you know, faith in Christ, yeah, but. Anything good is coming from God. All and you can when you if you ever talk to an atheist or people who don't really know the Bible, they're gonna start making arguments. Yes. And and say certain things that are borrowing from scripture, mm-hmm. that borrow from God. There's a, a book that Well you have to start with I mean you just said
0: God defines morality. Right. Everyone starts with a basic right. common understanding of morality.
1: I would like for you to find me an atheist who can give you a great answer for like why didn't why does the holocaust matter? Like why was why was that wrong? Yeah. And they can't they well, can't truly no more, if answer no that. There's no objective morality. And if they're if they if they remain logically consistent in their argument, they will straight up tell you there's there was nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with
0: holocaust. that. That's absurd. Right,
1: right. Because we all know, <laughs> we all know, like that's not that's not true. Yes. And I would say there are rational people in the world who may not even believe in God, and they would they would be like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, the, then they would start to entertain the idea, like, well, there's got to be something to this, because ultimately the Holocaust was wrong. Yes. These all these atrocities that occur from the beginning of time till now, it's all wrong. Because in in a in a worldview where there is no God, there is no grace. There is there is nothing good. Then it's all well. It's I all like to I like to matter. look
0: at it like this. You know, to use your same example of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So everyone is born into a nature of sin. Mm-hmm. We're all horribly, um, just horrible people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we are all depraved. Okay, so God, in His grace, gives us good things mm-hmm. to all people, mm-hmm. common grace, as you as you right. would call it. That God they're is just kind of holding just you, sk- exists. That even even atheists who refuse to recognize God, mm-hmm. God is holding them in His grace, right? To live that the the lives that they live, right? If the, God was to to let up from his holding them in grace, everyone would fall to the level of depravity that that Hitler portrayed. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone. Right. If God didn't hold them mm-hmm. up himself in his grace. Right. Every person, whether they um, recognize that it's God doing so or mm-hmm. not.
1: And God, I think it's important also to say with what what we're talking about now, God has shown grace from creation. That yes. The act of creation is god's grace yes because he god doesn't need yeah. us god didn't need to create all of this he yeah. he graciously chose to create to, it all to create the first this place. and for us to be here having this conversation and then literally and living the lives that we do and then literally all days grace. later he chose to
0: be gracious and not just when we kill were like, off adam and eve who are you after dude a few days Right. Or else we would not exist. i eat this fruit if, God, if I could have easily said, dude, I literally just told you not to do that. Okay, scratch this project. Right. Just <laughs> ah, end whatever. all creation. Right. But no, he did it. He graciously grace. continued.
1: Grace. People,
0: grace. Yeah, so grace is just something that we don't deserve. We can we never don't. earn. We and, really and don't. we receive it for some absurd yes. reason. God has chosen to send his son to take on flesh that we may have... The mm-hmm. way back to Him, to reconcile in relationship. Right. So and it's
1: important. It's important to know that because that's what humbles us before a holy God,
2: for sure.
0: So let let's conclude with this. We're talking about the five solas. Okay. Thus far, we've talked about sola scriptura. Mm-hmm. We've talked about sola fide, sola faith fide. alone. Faith alone. And now we have talked about sola gratia, grace alone. Grace alone. Grace alone. So now, what do we have left.
1: Solus Christus in Christ alone and Soli Deo Gloria to the glory of God alone.
0: And we've kind of talked about both of those already. Yes. But we haven't Mm -hmm. done an episode devoted to them. Right. But now I want to read out of this book, Sola, how the five solas are still reforming the church. And this chapter on grace alone is just so good. And he goes into how grace alone um, builds on and interacts with all Mm -hmm. the other solas. And I think it was just so helpful to me. I think it'll be helpful to the audience. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into this really quick. He talks about how grace alone is the theme of Scripture Mm -hmm. alone. So he talked about Sola Scriptura. But he talks about how the Bible gives us both the diagnosis of our condition and the antidote. So we were talking about the law, right? Mm -hmm. That's the diagnosis of our condition. The law reveals that we are are sinful wretches that Mm -hmm. could never, could never gain our salvation. I like that old, old school word wretch right, from Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw this hilarious <laughs> meme. It was like this guy, I think it was even John Calvin wearing some sunglasses and said, wretch is gonna wretch. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, we are awful, sinful people that could never gain our salvation. But for some reason, mm-hmm. God has offered us grace. He offered us grace even in giving us the scripture right. that he reveals himself to us in. Mm-hmm. Right? Through the law, yeah. he has, revealed to us our diagnosis that mm-hmm. we are sinful beings who deserve eternity in hell but he also gives us the antidote in mm-hmm. Christ Jesus that he has come down okay he says um he has scripture has given us the diagnosis of our condition and the antidote but we will misunderstand the antidote if we misunderstand the diagnosis so as we talked about earlier if we don't understand the gravity of sin we're never going to understand the gravity of grace mm-hmm. He said, this is why, to put it plainly, legalism is just so stupid. He said, quote, legalism imagines that the solution to your problem, which our problem is inadequate righteousness, Mm -hmm. that the solution to that problem is more of your problem. (laughs) So legalism would say that we have the problem of inadequate righteousness. So what you need to do is just try all the more harder to have more inadequate righteousness. (laughs) And that will get you there. (laughs) No, As we talked about, he says, quote, obedience must come as a result of justification. Boom. So a lot of people say that the law is a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. But no, the law is good at what it was designed to do, which was just reveal that we are sinful. Okay. So he said, basically, when you begin to compromise the sufficiency of Scripture, Mm -hmm. you compromise the sufficiency of grace. That if you have to add anything to Scripture, if you have to say, Scripture is good, but you also need this, Mm -hmm. then you're inevitably going to say, Grace is good, but you also need to do this. Right. But that's not what Scripture teaches. Mm -hmm. Okay, so (laughs) something weird happened there. Our computer died and our camera just (laughs) shut off at the same time. So I don't really know what happened. But um, we're still going through, okay? So so we talked about how um, grace alone is the... um, theme of scripture alone now let's talk about how grace alone is the strength of faith alone okay Mm -hmm. so that was the next one so and and that being that faith in and of itself is nothing you can't just have faith you have to put your faith in something people would say well i have faith okay in what yes correct right you have to have faith in something so so we have faith in god's graciousness Mm -hmm. in that in god's the grace he has given us in mm-hmm. Christ's redeeming work on the cross. Right. So we have fa- we put our faith there, right? So John Calvin actually said, faith of itself does not possess the power of justifying, but mm. only insofar as it receives Christ. Mm. So we must put our faith in Christ Jesus. So how does grace alone, sola gratia, interact with solus Christus, which we haven't talked about mm. yet. In Christ alone. In Christ alone, well. right? Well, it's because... They would say that grace is Christ. Hmm. So, interesting thought. Says Martin Luther said in his commentary on Galatians, he said, The law is not to operate on a person after he has been humbled and frightened by the exposure of his sins and the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. We must then say to the law, Mr. Law, lay off him. He has had enough. You scared him good and proper. Now it is the gospel's turn. Now let Christ in his gracious lips talk to him of better things, grace, peace, forgiveness of sins, and eternal life. Hmm. So as we talked about, grace frees us from the binding um, guilt trip of the law. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So it it frees us to understand that we can't do it, but God has graciously done it for us. Right. Right. And we can live in that Mm -hmm. then to obey him. So Sinclair Ferguson develops this next thought. Mm. Okay, he says this. Quote, There isn't a thing, a substance, or even a quasi-substance called grace. Mm -hmm. All there is is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is the grace of Jesus. If I can highlight the thought here, there is no thing that Jesus takes from himself and then, as it were, hands over to me or you Mm-hmm. There is only Jesus himself. It is not a thing that was crucified to give us a thing called grace. It was the person of the Lord Jesus that was crucified in order that he might give himself to us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So Jesus is grace.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Through Jesus, his life, death, burial, resurrection. Grace and personified. Ascension. Grace personified. God has revealed his graciousness <laughs> to us. Through the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay? And obviously we know that grace can consist of other things, as we talked about common mm-hmm. grace, and that mm-hmm. we even exist. Right. And that he didn't just murder um, Adam and Adam Eve, and Eve <laughs> right on the spot. Right? <laughs> that Grace manifests itself in many ways, but the, the ultimate manifestation of God's graciousness is Christ. Mm-hmm. Because as we talked about at the end of the chapter, that's how God brings us to himself how Mm -hmm. he does our job and his job right okay so then he he sums this up by saying that grace alone proclaims the glory of god alone Mm -hmm. that sola gratia proclaims um soli deo gloria Mm -hmm. he said if we do not hold on to salvation by grace alone we infect we in effect disgrace grace and steal Mm -hmm. glory from god As we talked about, if we have anything to do in it, if we can at all achieve any of our righteousness, we should get some grace, right? Right. That's just a logical conclusion. Yeah. But we can't do anything, so we don't deserve or earn any grace. Okay? And once again, we, we read earlier, but he said, why is the gospel better than the law? Why is Jesus more glorious than any other intermediary? Because it is God himself doing the job himself for the people himself all by himself. Essentially, the gospel most glorifies God because it announces that God has saved us from himself, to himself, through himself, by himself, and for himself. Amen. They get Amen. you fired up. <laughs> right? Our salvation is by grace, through faith, in Christ, to the glory of God. And we can read about it all it's right Richard. here. Boom, there's your Look five at solas. That.
1: We just connected them all. So, next week we've got
0: Solus Christus. Boom. Perfect. Okay. Good in Christ piece. alone. All right. We might have to sing that hymn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. We don't have any instruments.
1: Yeah. I'm, Acapella. I'm, and we both not very good at singing. You're better than me, but, but I'm definitely not. It would not be good. <laughs> okay. Well, um,
0: thanks for tuning in this week once again. Um, sorry for all the technological issues. We're still figuring this out. Yeah. Hit us up on our website, averagejoetheology.com. Mm-hmm. Send us a contact form with a question or your topic suggestion Mm -hmm. um, for the show, and we'll cover it. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, at Average Joe Theo. So, once again, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.
1: Boom. Perfect.